Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. Listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, on today's show, we're going to have someone we've had on before, aren't we? Yeah, we are going to have a sports uh, front office executive, former uh, front office executive with the A's, the 49ers. Uh, he was with the Warriors for a while, the Memphis Grizzlies. Andy Dolich, who's really a marketing whiz, is going to join us. So, baseball, football, and basketball. Basketball. And he even did some soccer. I think he worked with the Washington, uh, whatever they were, you know, in the old soccer league before. You, you it, it know, folded. it's funny. I don't know if we've ever asked him when we've had, we've had him on. We should like, talk about yeah, that. Like what's, that would be what's interesting. What's the difference between being on, on in one sport versus another yeah, on, on yeah. the front lines? Yeah, like in, terms, in terms of his job and just what he's doing. Yeah, it's, good, it's a good point. That's, yeah. That'd be something he, I'm sure he'd give you a lot of information about. All right. And today's trivia theme is baseball and hopefully. Baseball. Uh, baseball. Hopefully. Uh, let's see. Who said I, it I, that way anyway? Baseball. Baseball. Was uh, Mel, Allen? Mel Allen, yeah, because baseball. Well, this week, this week base, baseball. baseball. Yeah. Yes, and we always say that. Probably drives our listeners nuts. Of course, well, most of our listeners are east of the Missouri, so they don't mind too much. No, <laughs> this is California. They would be going, "Jeez, come on, guys. come on, guys." Yeah, well, we talk about the Giants a lot. We do. We do. Well, we were educating people back east about our West Coast teams. That's what we're doing. We're providing a service. Which is good when we're talking about the Warriors, but the Giants are not yeah. doing so good right now. The A's not doing too well either. No. That Santiago uh, Casilla gave up back-to-back homers and lost. They were up 2 to nothing. First home run by Justin Smoke ties it. Next pitch to Kendris Morales hitting the same spot of the ballpark, literally. I wonder, Game I wonder, over. I wonder if some of the guys on the team are kind of going... Whew, I'm not the only scapegoat here because everyone's uh, doing lousy. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, this uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate. Doesn't get much more conservative than that. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have our guest, Andy Dolich, on the phone. Where you are listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Right now at the Home Depot, Ortho Bug Be Gone 32-ounce concentrate ready to spray. Or 10-pound bag is your choice, two for just 10 bucks. There's no magic to making bugs disappear, but there is Bug Be Gone. It'll knock out over 100 types of insects for fewer pests in your lawn and more money in your pocket. Start your own disappearing act with Ortho Bug Be Gone. Your choice, two for just 10 bucks. only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Vowed through August 2nd while supplies last U.S. only. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who do we have on the phone? Our good friend Andy Dolich is joining us. And Andy, of course, has worked for many, many years uh, in the front offices of various uh, sports teams. And Edward and I were pondering this question. I thought it would be kind of a neat thing to start off with, and, um, Andy. is What is the difference in, in your line of work? How much difference is there really between you know what you do when you're working with a baseball, a football, basketball team, outside of the obvious, you know, I mean, the seasons are different, the athletes are a little different, but I mean, in terms of the, the actual work that you do, is there that much of a difference, or can people like yourself move from team to team and, and league to league without any problem? Well, 
As I've said to a number of classes that I taught, and I just finished one last night at Stanford in sports careers, I'm the poster child that you don't have to be very bright to work in the <laughs> of professional sports team. I like a humble guy. Uh, uh, and so um, and people have a very tight focus when they're in high school or college, you know, I want to be the general manager. I want to be the director of player personnel. I want to be the EVP of X, Y, or Z. And what I learned early on, and I don't think it's changed even with the sophistication of all the sports and metrics and analytics, is if you can generate revenue, because that hasn't changed, if you can generate revenue, then the runway that you have to grow and have positions is available to you in all the sports. If you decide to become the great expert on the quantitative nature of basketball players in Eastern Europe, <laughs> your, your opportunity, not that that isn't you know, a real job and not that there aren't experts in that, but you think about the help wanted sign for that type of job, uh, there's not a lot of places that are posting it. Yeah. If it's sell season tickets for a pro sports team or a major college, bingo. 20, 30, 40, even 50. The 76ers have 100 people. It's not a misprint or, or a misstatement. 100 people selling season tickets for them. And wow. They probably need a, huh. they probably need 100 people. <laughs> yeah, the way they, so. That's interesting, too, because you mentioned the 76ers, and I just hearkened back. I believe, didn't your career start with the 76ers right out Right out of uh, out of graduate school or college, I I smiled yesterday because I do a fair amount of mentoring, and I'll talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere that wants to get a realistic view of what we're talking about careers in sports. Because you know, Edward and, and Bruce, isn't it glamorous to be in the broadcasting business? Um, <laughs> yeah, especially you today, your own private chat. You work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Five or six hours. Day, four houses, two in North America, the two others you're not allowed to talk about. Can't talk about those. And you make seven or eight figure salaries. Like, um, wait, wait, wait a minute, seven or eight figures? Hey, I'm not taking a pay cut for anybody. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. So when you cut through the BS and get to the glamour, uh, there isn't much. Now, that's not to say it isn't the greatest place in the world, and there aren't many incredible people that we get to work with every day. But I try to cut through um, the white noise and get to the fact it's a job. You're working when other people are recreating or sitting in the seats that you've sold or the promotions that you've done or the stadiums and arenas that you've built. Um, So simple answer to a, a long answer, Bruce, is that if you can generate revenue, you can do it pretty much in any of the sports, stick and ball, water, doesn't matter. But if you choose that you are going to be the leading expert on something that is more player personnel driven, that's a much harder road to navigate. Hmm. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, you mentioned we mentioned the 76ers and not to get off on a tangent about that, and maybe I've asked you this question before. You weren't with them in 1981, were you? You were there in the 70s. Oh, I was, I, I essentially, uh, and I was going to tell you this when I drove off the wrong exit ramp in the middle of my answer, but I was there from 71 to 74. Um, and in 72, 73, 
And for those that are listening, that's the 1900s, not the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in, institutional knowledge. Like, I've been a Warrior fan for two championships, right? You yeah. know, uh, I don't remember uh, Ryan Lortridge. So I was there when we were 9 and 73, and I asked Rick Welts about a week after the Warriors went 73 and 9, and Rick and I have known each other for a long time, the president of the Warriors, I said, Rick, what do you think's harder, 9 and 73 or 73 and 9? <laughs> and, of course, he laughed, and he goes, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no, I, I think 9 and 73. And, ironically, guys, both records... Uh, both records are records. Right, records. Yeah. 73 and 9 is a record, and 9 and 73 from 72-73 is the worst record ever in an 82 games. I, I have to agree uh, with you, though, Andy. I think it is tougher to lose 73 games out of 82 than it is to – I mean, it's tough enough to you mean, win mean hard, You mean which is just, harder to well, actually yeah, do. You, know, you just yeah. have to have a lot of yeah. bad luck. You have to play yeah. badly, but you have to have some bad luck, yeah. a lot of it. You could not, you could not do it today – just because of the gap between top and bottom. And yeah, I was yeah. in the league, hard to believe it, there was only 17 teams, and I don't know how you get an uneven number, but there were. <laughs> so, you know, you could just plug in the Celtics, the Knicks, the Bulls, and others go loss, 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 loss. Now there's enough sort of teams yeah, that are exactly. not playing well, and that's not to take anything away. Well, it's like if you go back to uh, the old, like to old baseball with the Cincinnati Redlegs when they went barnstorming across the country, they were what you know, like one hundred and fifty and zero. Yeah, they didn't lose a single game. Yeah, but of they're, course they're playing you know town teams, and these guys were all professionals. It, 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 exactly, but yeah. this is kind of the point that Andy's making. When there's yeah. only seventeen teams, yeah, you know, you it, you can really get that spread out. Uh, Oh, no talent. question. I'm curious, Andy, when you, did you travel much with the Sixers uh, that year, or were you just strictly doing, uh, you know, you were on the No, I, I, I traveled because, it, you know, I've, I've actually written a book which had uh, an agent at one time, and the working title is called Hoops 80, H-A-D-E-S, and it's my observations of the worst team in the history of the NBA. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I keep talking about getting back to it. And there's so many people that have written the next great book. Um, but, uh, yeah, I traveled. Um, we played four games in Hershey and four games in Pittsburgh so that we could deodorize the stench that we had in Philadelphia. We played <laughs> up I love that. I can just imagine a being, a point, being, being the point guard and just kind of strutting my stuff saying, man, I was on the worst team. Hey, it's well, hard to do that. It's like, actually, it's like being in school. He was, he was our best. I mean, we had a guy named Freddie Mad Dog Carter who had a oh, yeah. good career in the NBA and then became uh, you know a broadcaster and Fred Carter, who I actually sat on the bench at American University, he was from Tiny Mount St. Mary's, not St. Mary's, oh, yeah. Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, yeah. Maryland. Yep. And, and, you know, his nickname was Doggy. And uh, here's a bit of trivia, guys. I believe that he invented the fist pump. Really? The fist pump. Oh, really? The, pump, huh. the fist bump. Not the fist um, bump, but the fist pump. pump. Right. And yeah. also, he's the only player I've ever seen, true story, smoke a cigarette. During an NBA game on the bench, I love it. I, love, I remember that. Uh, remember that famous towel, picture with the towel over his head, like with the towel over his head, well, and now all the other players yeah. do it. But 
Yeah, yeah uh, we traveled around. Uh, you know, the the NBA as a league wasn't the sort of global entity that it was today. Although there were stars, there were great players. Yeah. Um, but the Sixers at that time were more a ragtag traveling band. Uh, Leroy Ellis, John Q. Trapp, oh, Freddie Boyd, Mad Dog Carter. So you remember them all. Kimble, Toby Kimball, Dale Schluter, Donnie May. Uh, <laughs> Dale they, Schluter, they, man. There's boy, a were we bad. But yeah. it, it was the greatest. It, to me, it was it started my career. Well, so you, you know, but, but they were memorable. That's that's the important thing. Hey, uh, uh, Andy, stay with us. we got to cut to a break. All right. Uh, we're going to talk uh, baseball here. Here's our trivia question. And again, if Andy, if you know the answer, don't give, don't give it yet. Who said there are three types of baseball players? Those who make it happen, those who watch it happen, and then and those who wonder what happened. <laughs> okay, so that's our trivia question. Email Edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to that question. By the way, like when my dad, you know, I told him I wasn't doing well in school. I just kind of strutted myself and said, hey, they don't give D's to just anyone, you know. All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800 222 That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Here's our first trivia question. Who said there are three types of baseball players? Those who make it happen, those who watch it happen, and those who and those who wonder what happened. I'm guessing. I don't know if Andy knows. I'm guessing it's somebody, some sort of self-styled philosopher, a guy like uh, Branch Ricky, maybe, or some writer. No, it was a uh, it was a manager. Okay. Oh, yeah. Any ideas there, Andy? You want to venture a guess? Uh, well, it's not my favorite, Billy Martin. He would have just socked somebody and said, "Make it happen." Um, <laughs> um, Earl, I'll go with Earl Weaver. No, but you're 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 close in your uh, port- portliness. Um, Tommy Lasorda? Yes, Tommy oh, Lasorda. There you go. Tommy's always good for the motivational talks. You know, he, he, when yes. he was motivated, he was very... He's still around. And, then, a, and yeah. then he dove into a plate of pasta. No, yeah, of course. Well, on, yeah. And didn't he Didn't he do those, like, Weight Watcher type of, of Oh, yeah. He tried. He was so funny, though. If they lose a game, I'll never forget this. Anytime you go in that clubhouse, if they lose a game, he'd be totally engrossed in his plate of pasta, and he'd be, you know... Uh, answering your questions with monosyllabic. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's oh, he makes McGregor and Mayweather <laughs> seem like choir boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, some of the stuff he would, oh, man, a lot of it was. He gave He gave the closest, complete, deep uh, press conference I've ever heard, where there really were no discernible words. <laughs> Everything was just bleak. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Tommy was a work of art. He really was. It didn't didn't Brian Price let out a, a lot of expletives uh, for the Reds manager? Yeah, know? but who knows Brian Price? You know, we know him here in Marin because yeah. he's from Marin. But yeah. I mean, Tommy yeah. Lasorda. Oh, there's no shortage, and it's, yeah. it's sort of sad that you know, really, in the Mayweather, uh, you know, press carnival that they're having uh, all around the world, it's guys f bombing. You know that's not exactly the greatest example for yeah. young people like oh yeah that's cool we can say that like, yeah. no it isn't yeah same thing with like comedians when they do it to um get a uh, get a laugh but like every other word is that and it's like really i mean that come on you got to be kind of thinking on your you know, feet yeah. i come from the days of you know stand-up comedians yep. you know like woody allen and billy crystal and others who could actually tell stories make you laugh Penny, without you know, any youngman yeah this whole Buster thing Keaton. this whole thing recently with mayweather and that oh, uh w it wasn't the talkies that yeah. <laughs> i'm just oh. teasing you andy <laughs> andy didn't you find I, I i understand you know they have to promote these events but didn't you find this this it was like a a tour of four cities yeah. and every night i would turn on the tv and i, I would think i was watching a replay, but then I realized, no, these guys are dressed differently, and it was Mayweather and this guy, the uh, ultimate Connor fighter, McGregor. Conor McGregor, and all they they spend half an hour insulting each other using f bombs. Everybody's, all these people are watching and they're laughing and clapping, and I was thinking, what is this? Some kind of weird reality show from another world? Well, the- that's what it is. I mean, people know that this is an incredible hype. 
some are hoping that within the first 30 seconds, Floyd knocks him, you know, back to the UK, and others are hoping that Connor chokes Floyd out uh, within 30. Seconds. Well, well, wait a minute. Are they going to play? Uh, play? Are they going to box they're only? Gonna, yeah. So then, how is he going to choke him out? I think they're going to box only, isn't it, Andy? Or is it going to be rules? They already start a tour for the rematch, which you know, is what they're talking about already. Well, yeah. no, I guess I'm wondering, do, do, does each one play by his own sport? I, I think they're supposed to box. I, I would think just boxing. Yeah. Because what is, uh, I, believe, I believe you're correct. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, no, the no the uh, Marquise rules of boxing, yeah. which is why people say Connor has no shot. But, uh, again, I think they're already... Figuring out. All right, how do we rematch? This? Well, maybe he'll pull a Mike Tyson and bite the ear. Yeah. Mayweather is such uh, a strange bird, though. Yeah. I, this does not surprise me that he's indulging in something like this late in his career. It's kind of sad. He's a very strange dude. Was he forty? He is forty, but he's he's he knows how to market himself. I guess, Andy. I don't know. What's your reflection on this guy? Because he he has an unusual way of promoting himself, but it seems to resonate with the boxing community. I think we would all do things that are viewed as a bit strange if somebody said, Edward and Bruce, here's what I'd like you to do in your next uh, show, and I'll pay you 50 million bucks net cash. I'm listening. You, yeah, you, you, may decide, you may decide to take a different view of actually asking questions, taking answers, and speaking in full sentences. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. We live, in a world, we live in a world of super hype, and you know, I, I think that is one of the tremendous advantages of all sport, that it doesn't matter what you say is going to happen, you still have to go there and watch it happen. Yeah. And, you know, just in the Bay Area alone, if five years ago you said the Golden State Warriors would be the number one team in sport, in professional sports in the United States, people would go, oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or that the Niners this year would be trying to, you know, disinfect a 2-14 record from last year. Oh, yeah, right. Or the, or the Giants coming out of, right. what, they, what are they, 31 they, games they, behind or something? Yeah. That's right. Exactly, exactly. That's amazing. So where people still love it is as much work as you put into it as a fan and trying to understand everything. A, you see something new every day. And, you know, I think of Bill King going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Well-deserved. I was lucky enough to work with Bill and Lon and other great broadcasters. And Bill should have been in, you know, 10 years ago. But, you know, he's, he's finally in. And the ability to tell stories through sports and have multi-generational interests. You know, don't tell all these young kids that are playing in Little League playoffs right now that, you know, baseball is dead in this country because it ain't. Yeah. Oh, I love the Little League World Series, watching that on TV. I, it, I think it's really exciting. But, you know, why do they, like guys like Bill King... Why do they wait till after the guy's dead? Well, I mean, they you could know? have done it when he was still. Yeah. Not that many broadcasters, I, I don't think, are, yeah. are, are inducted until I mean, or you, after. Bruce, you, you know, I mean, you knew Bill. Yeah. Um, and I just take it, um, and I've been able to, you know, help in, you know, the great job that Ken Korak and his daughter Kathleen have done. And, you know, they're in Cooperstown this weekend. But Bill was a local gem. He was not a national gem. 
and arguably Bill King is the greatest three-sport broadcaster yeah. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he was ours. He was the Bay Area. And when he had opportunities to go to New York and other places, and they said, Bill, you got to cut off that sort of devilish yeah. you know, mustache <laughs> and go, hey, Bill would give him some answer in Russian or something, and that was the end of that. So I think definitely it was, hey, it's the San Francisco area. Nobody there could be worthy of the Eastern Defeat Hall of Fame. Well, think about this. Bill King, 26 or 27 years behind the mic of the Raiders, 25 with the A's, and 20 with the Warriors. And these were all kind of overran each other. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't know how many listeners out there are really tied into like a local play-by-play guy. But I don't, you know, outside of Lon Simmons and maybe a little bit of Russ Hodges and Hank Greenwald, I don't think anybody even approached Bill King here in the Bay Area. Do you? Any? I mean, there was just something unique, not only about his style, but just the fact that he had this incredible body of work that lasted for almost That's, five yeah, decades. I'm- I've been lucky enough to do some interviews on Bill. I'm doing one this afternoon with a, a Bay Area radio station. And what we're trying to do, as you said, it's long past the time that Bill should have gone in, but he is going in. And there are those that know Bill you know, better than anybody that say, when you think about it, he was a better football broadcaster than he was a baseball broadcaster. And he's not. He doesn't have the P. Roselle Award, which is the... Football Hall of Fame's uh, honor for broadcasters. And then you go, wait a second, wait a second. He's a much better basketball broadcaster (laughs) than he was a football or baseball broadcaster. And the Basketball Hall of Fame, I think it's actually called the Kurt Dowdy Award. Hmm. He hasn't been honored with that. So there's a number of us that are doing whatever we can behind the scenes to say, wait a second. If he is going into the Baseball Hall of Fame, you know, why don't you look at and listen to, you know, the Ghost of the Post? And why don't you listen to his rating of NBA officials, but the rapid-fire nature? (laughs) There was no better storyteller. There was no better broadcaster, uh, you know, than Bill King. And he should be in all three. I agree. Was the ultimate triple threat. It's still fun to listen to his old tapes of the Warriors back in the 60s and early 70s, which I have, and it's amazing, the, the attention to detail, the way the pass is thrown, how a defender is playing off his uh, the guy he's guarding, you know, what's happening on the other side of the you court. You wouldn't have to watch it on TV. You wouldn't have to. Yeah. You didn't have to. And then, and then you had to treat Bill simulcast, so he did his radio play-by-play with the television, which was wonderful. You just sat back. You felt like you were in your own private theater getting the complete, you know, Coverage. Yeah, you're right, Andy. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to believe Bill King's been gone for 12 years, and, and I'm glad we were able to uh, to give him and, all the And the other, you know, the other point is that today there's so much media, and that's not saying that people who are doing any level of broadcasting, but there's so many more voices out there that sort of take the environment and make it more complex, just like our daily lives. But you know, if you took 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, and I'm not saying that that was better, but you knew who the broadcasters were for your team, no matter where it was in the country. And now, if you look at any metropolitan area in terms of people that are talking on behalf of your team or college, it could be 20, 30, 40. And it's sort of like the power of Babel in many instances and not this 
clear, incredible voice that you have of, you know, the Vince Scullys and the Bill Kings and the Kurt Dowdies, etc. Oh, uh, Andy, stay with us. We're going to cut to another break. When I come back, I do want to ask, don't don't let me forget this. I want to ask about how the all these people can, because you mentioned this before, sell all of these season tickets. And, and, and there's so many people doing it. I want to ask you about that when we get back. Okay. Now, this is an easy one, you guys. But again, don't answer yet. What Major League Baseball player went with the nickname Human Vacuum Cleaner? Oh. That's an easy one. Oh. Okay, even even I know that one. You okay, know that one, huh? stay with us. Sports Econ Who was it? We'll be was right it? back. <laughs> How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
Welcome back to both. That's all, folks. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, the guy with the stutter. And uh, that's Bruce McGowan over there and our special guest, Andy Dolich. Here was our second trivia question. What Major League Baseball player went by the name, uh, nickname Human Vacuum Cleaner? I'm going to let Andy, Andy take a stab at that one. So, A, if it had anything to do with eating, I'd say Pablo. But <laughs> no. I'll, move, I'll move past that, and my guess will be... Brooks Robinson. That's right. I was going to say Brooks Robinson, yeah. but I was I wasn't I thought, sure. Yeah. I thought that was an easy one for you. Yeah, sure. you know, I, do you remember him being called that? I vaguely yeah, remember. Absolutely. Okay. After nineteen, yeah. it was nineteen seventy World Series. Nineteen seventy World Series. Yeah, he made yeah. like three great plays against the Cincinnati. He was on one ball. <laughs> so completely smooth. You know, you look at certain players and you go, "Well, he didn't have the athleticism of the guys of today," and and he'd probably tell you he didn't. But boy, when you started thinking about do I ever remember a ball getting past Brooks Robinson? Yeah, no, exactly. No. Yeah. Funny, you know, I, th- I interviewed him once. He was doing some broadcasting with the Orioles. Yeah. This is back in the late 80s, early 90s. And, you know, very courtly southern gentleman, very, very uh, friendly and nice. And he and, and Frank Robinson were opposite ends of the spectrum. Frank was the tough guy from the mean streets of Oakland who was always challenging you. And yet those two guys apparently, you know, one from the south and one from – from uh, the inner city of Oakland, you know, got along great. Well, they had they the were same last name. They had the great same last name, and they played on a, on a great team. And Frank always used to talk – he always used to say Brooks Robinson was his model for the player that he wanted his players to be. Because well, the way he carried Brooks himself. was a few years older, I guess. He played, uh, he played I, earlier. He actually, they were yeah. about the same age. I believe they were both born in 33 or 34. And they're yeah, both still around. Sort of like, oh, okay. sort of like Pee Wee Reese and Jackie Robinson. Yeah. A little bit later. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, though. Because Frank, I remember Frank, if you remember, you were working with the A's when Frank was with the Giants. I remember Frank used to challenge people. One, one night, Monty Stickles, who was a former 49er, came in and they got into a big – uh, argument and it was kind of uncomfortable to say the least. We thought a fight was going to break out, but Frank was one of those guys. I imagine Andy, in your working with all of these teams, that you probably ran into some interesting characters and got to know some interesting athletes. Can you relate a little story or two about some of the more unusual things you saw that are, you know, it's okay to tell well, tales out of school I, now. It's well, forty I, years I got, later. I got to know Frank a bit, and you know, he just had that outward appearance, like you don't want to be getting across. Frank, but you know when you got to know him outside of that, you know, nicest person in the world. Some okay. of these people have a persona. I mean, I was lucky enough to work with Billy Martin uh, when we sort of <laughs> created the whole Billy Ball thing and talk about a mega personality. And I would laugh. A lot of the stuff never got into the papers. You know, Billy would be in these dust ups, and you know, Roy Eisenhart, Wally Haas, and like Billy, what happened? You know, well, it was 3 a.m. Okay, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, you know, what, was, what was Billy like to deal with on a regular basis, though? Did he, at that point in his career, he was kind of late in his career, did he sort of realize that, hey, you know, I'm kind of a caricature of myself, so I'll let the A's have uh, some fun and I'll go along with it? Mercurial, at least in my, and, you know, I wasn't hanging with him, but we used, you remember this, yeah. we used Billy in all of our commercials. He was great to deal with once. He decided to do it. And, you know, I'd have to go to Mickey Morabito and Steve Vucinich and make sure it was right. Um, Art Fowler and Lee Walls, all those people around him, you know, his posse. But um, he got it. And Billy had that sort of twinkle in his eye, like, don't believe all of this stuff that you're reading and seeing. But he had a hair trigger temper. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to work with UB Brown 
that the Grizzlies and Jerry West, two mega personalities, um, and you know, you see people in the bright lights, and then you also see them when the lights are off. And in many instances, they do have multiple personas. Mm. They understand that they're part of you know a much greater show uh, in terms of the media, fan bases, TV, and you know, unfortunately, I think in today's world, the word secret or confidential should be taken out of our language because it doesn't exist. Uh, that's um, for sure. Isn't, yeah. there isn't Except anything. on the Internet and social media. <laughs> right. And, men, and many of the people will, will send out their own news clips and go, well, that was a secret. Well, you sent it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Andy, um, I wanted to... I, before we went to break, I was uh, reminding everybody, I wanted to ask you the question. You, you'd said earlier in the show about how there was like 100 people selling season tickets. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. how – I'm wondering how that happens. You know, where, where do they – they just start pounding the pavement, and then how do they know when, when they're all sold yeah. out? Well, again, um, you know, we always think about attendance and sellouts, and there are very few teams – that are truly, truly sold out, where you absolutely positively cannot buy a ticket, especially with dynamic pricing in the secondary market. That doesn't really exist anymore. Um, and so with metrics and analytics and listings and the fact that everybody's information is out there, I started out with three-by-five cards. That's pretty sophisticated, yeah. right, <laughs> in terms of doing my research. Now you can buy bases, you can buy... Uh, plausibilities that somebody, probabilities that somebody is going to buy, and then it becomes a numbers game. So if 20 people are needed to sell 200 new season tickets over a one-month period, hire 100 and, you know, and do it in half that time or do it, you know, a... So it really is a numbers game. And in a place like Philadelphia, literally, where you have a low fan base and people have walked away from the team... Um, you've got to have people banging the phones all the time or more, more importantly, um, working the internet, working, uh, in digital media. And when I was involved doing it, you literally could walk into offices. You didn't have to show ID. You could go and knock on the door and say, hi, I'm with this team. I'd like to talk to the boss. And as long as you were charming to the assistant out front, you could usually get in because you were talking about sports. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I imagine that yeah. that all changed pretty rapidly in the 1980s, about that time, or eight, mid to late 80s, was it, Andy, when things became sort of revolutionized in sports marketing and, and all that? Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of laugh on the fact that you can talk to people about the days before ESPN, and they go, well, there was never any days before ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there was. Oh, yes, there so, was. So, yeah. You saw it happen, you know, with us in the early 80s with the A's, and you saw that Charlie Finley in the late 70s yeah. did nothing. And not that we were all that different, but we at least took a proactive sense, and that helped draw, you know, three times as many people as the team ever did before that. Yeah. And, ask, asking for the order. And what is uh... – what what is season? I know it's obviously going to be depends on where you sit, but what what the, comparing season tickets for the Seventy Sixers as compared to other teams? You know, you see the fan base. You said A is not really there. The team's really not that good. Um, what what do season tickets go for there? 
well, they go for less than 15000 a ticket on the membership base that the Warriors are now talking about in moving to Chase Center. Uh, the Warriors, you know, we're, they're naming it something differently as a membership, but it's still a seat license. Uh, the Sixers don't have seat licenses, so probably they're, you know, 50% of what or less of what the Warriors are costing. But the Sixers are on the way up. I mean, not okay. beating them. They've got some great players. Sam Hinkie, who got fired, basically for creating a roadmap. That roadmap is starting to make sense. And the Sixers, you know, played much better last year and will play better, you know, this year. So once you develop that command, you know, which the Warriors have, because they only have to sell, you know, 10,000 season tickets as opposed to a football team that has to sell, you know, 40 or 50,000. Mm-hmm. Whole different, whole different situation. Well, I knew that uh, Philadelphia didn't have a good team when I was there last year, and I had a couple of tickets sitting on my dashboard. My car got broken into. When I came back, there were two more tickets. <laughs> 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 All right, I, I think like we'll end. That's we'll good. end. <laughs> That's a good one. I had I was I was trying to keep a straight face and and Bruce was getting really he was getting into the story yeah 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 what what kind of crowds did you guys have the year that the Sixers won only nine games Andy did you get any over oh, ten we were we were doing you know anywhere from five thousand to eight thousand a game that, that uh, many though that's in a seven in a, a seventeen thousand but still I mean it's five to eight thousand for a team that's that bad in those years because well, uh, they wanted to see the other team yeah that's right? true I mean that's what the basically the Warriors never drew more than. Uh, 5,800 a game until they won the championship in 74-75. Right, Edward, when we were playing the Knicks or somebody that people could drive to, we were 13 or 14 or so, but people couldn't get into MSG to see the great Knicks games of those times. It all all changes pretty quickly. So wait a minute, so when the the Philadelphia Sixers won a game back then, it was sort of like when the Washington Generals beat the Harlem Globetrotters, right? So what would you guys do? I mean, would the players sort of not know what to do? I mean, this is not... This is not normal. It did it. Uh, it must... every, every player got a. Uh, you know, we had Dave Zinkoff, the very famous announcer. Oh, the PA announcer, uh, yeah, yeah, and he would deliver. No, no kidding, he would deliver a foremost kosher salami to every player. <laughs> I love it. A foremost kosher salami. Now, if that isn't a good, that's a, you know, can you imagine players? Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, you're going to get a reward of a kosher salami delivered to you. <laughs> Players would probably look at you cockeyed and say, get out of here before I call the vice squad. We also have that as our gift for our halftime shootout. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, that was the 1970s. They they should have given them lava lamps. Andy, I think we're losing yeah, your. We're, we're losing I, I you, think Andy. we're losing your signal. But what? actually, you know what? We got it. We're we're we wrapping another, up. Anyway. We're kind of wrapping up anyway. But uh, Andy Dolich, thank you so much again for uh, entertaining us with all those great stories and uh, uh, information. Gentlemen, it's it's always great, um, and we can always talk about the Sixers. And when they meet the Warriors in the NBA championship, <laughs> we'll talk again this That's year. That's right. right. <laughs> A repeat of 1967, Wilt against Nate. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Rick Barry and, of course, Hal Greer. Yeah, that was a great series. That was a first. Always fun talking uh, sports with you. All right, great guys. catching up with you again, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Take care. Andy is just Andy is not only a great guy, but he's also somebody who 
um, really understands you know the business of marketing, but more than that, he is into the minutiae and the history and the personalities, and and I think that's what makes him unique and special, and also very successful at what he does. And as he was mentioning he teaches um, a course in sports marketing, and it, you know sports marketing as a as a topic doesn't sound really it sounds intriguing, but to the average person, what does that mean? Yeah. He makes it fun. I've I've listened to some of his lectures, and uh, is it a, a three week class or something? It's, or it's it, a class it, that you can take as part of the business for, for a whole for semester? a whole semester wow. uh, at the business school at the University of uh, Stanford University. Really? He just teaches there as a guest. I guess they call him a guest professor. He does it occasionally. He doesn't do it all the time. But I saw a little clip from one of his lectures, and I was like, ah, yeah. You know, Andy would have been a great talk show host. He could have done yeah. what we're doing right uh-huh. here and probably done it even better. So there you go. But I don't think radio was his passion. What? Know. What? What? Radio is everybody's passion. Of course, it's my passion. Well, yeah, he doesn't have any. Because I like to talk. My wife always used to tease me. She goes, I know why you got the radio because you love the sound of your own voice. (laughs) I don't love the sound of my own voice because I don't listen to it. I'm always talking on the radio. I don't have time to listen. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, you got to love those wives. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they okay. keep you, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's though. it. Can't yeah. live with them. Can't live with them. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, third and final trivia question What major league baseball player said, Growing old is just a helpless hurt. Mm, that's a good one. Y- you'll know the player. Okay. You ever heard that one though? Never heard that one. I, I had never. Uh, growing old is just growing old is just a helpless hurt. hurt. Yeah. I'll remember that when I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yes, you will. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's our question. Email Edward at SportsEcon101.com. The answer to that question. We'll see if you know the answer. Again, here's the question again. Growing old is just a helpless hurt. What baseball player said that? All right? Baseball. Baseball. And don't touch that dial because Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third and final uh, trivia question. I think we stumped Bruce on this one. What Major League Baseball player said, growing old is just a helpless hurt? Got to be some player who played well into their 40s, but I'm, you know. Yeah. Hall of Famer? Just, yes. And, uh, Recent? Uh, not, not. 50s? Uh, 50s and he, 60s? 50s, 60s. Uh, I, I'm, I'm stumped. Come on. Who's one of your favorite players? Willie Mays. Yes. Willie Mays. Willie said that. Said that. Yeah. You know, it's funny about Willie. Willie is doing pretty well. He's 86 years old. He's had some issues with his vision. But other than his uh, vision, he's doing pretty well. He's had... Uh, He's legally blind. He can see, but he just has to have somebody drive him around. But he is amazing. I went up to him once, and I said, Willie, what's the secret to a long and healthy life? And he, he, he stood up real straight, you know, perfect posture. He goes, I've always been healthy. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know how to stay healthy. You don't even need to ask me that question. And that's true. Willie was very particular about his diet. He never smoked. He never drank. One time they gave him a swig of champagne after the Giants won the pennant in 62. He took a swig and threw up, and then he laughed, and he said, I've never had a drink of alcohol in my life. That was my first, and, wow. and that was his last drink. He never had one so before. So for all you, all you younger players yeah. out there, yeah. take it from a man they, who But said- they did say that Willie did the red juice, So you know, but that was probably a you know, performance-enhancing, oh. very crude one back in the day, probably something to kind of – Get you hyped yeah, like, up, yeah. Vitamin B yeah. shot type. Yeah. Thing. Well, he'd take a little bottle of it. And they, players used oh, gotcha. to take it back there. Orlando <laughs> Cepeda told me about it. it. Says a lot of players used it. It was just a con- different doesn't concoction. Su- doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's our thoughts for the day. Jim Courier said, "Sportsmanship for me is when a guy walks off the f- court and you really can't tell whether he won or lost when he carries himself with pride either way." Nice, I, I like, like that. that. Jim Courier was a classy guy. Great great American tennis player too. One of the best. Hey, you think about him and Sampras and, yeah. and McEnroe and you know Jimmy Connors. We've had some great ones. We've had definitely have some. Okay. And Jack Dempsey said a champion is someone who gets up when he can't. 
That's Jack Dempsey That's all Jack over. That's Jack Dempsey all his, over, his, exactly. His, his record, too, is, is never going to be touched. Now that Tiger Woods is out of, out of contention for that. I mean, nobody's ever going to touch Jack Nicholas. No, Jack the, Dempsey. Oh, Jack Dempsey, Jack Dempsey said yeah. That. All right, oh, tune wow. in next week to Sports okay. Econ 101. Got my gonna Jack's dis- wrong there. <laughs> we're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long. 